0: Why is there some kind of sandbag in my bottle cage, Simon?
1: Oh, look at that. How did that happen? What? What is it and where has it come from? It must be just something to do with today's stage. We must have... Um, <laughs> the organisers must have made it so
0: we have to carry a, a little bit of extra weight around. Um, who knows? I mean, it's not very well balanced. I think it's going to fall off the minute I... Uh... My pedal, well, so I'm I not know, too if, worried.
1: If, if you are worried, I can maybe empty the contents of the bag right into your front bar bag thing, there, and maybe <laughs> some into your pockets. Um,
0: oh. yeah, we, we, can, we can adapt. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, no, I'd like to just ride as I am, if that's right. Is that OK? Rules are the rules,
2: <laughs> The Scottish FA Cup fourth round. Freakin City 0, Dundee United 1, Clydebank against Burnian as a late kick-off, Dundee 1, Meadowbank Thistle 1, Hamilton Academical 1, Motherwell 2.
0: Simon's attempts to weigh me down with sandbags like I'm some kind of horse in a handicap race were doomed to fail of course because I was feeling pretty sprightly ahead of Stage 8, the penultimate one in this first block of Tour de Corse stages. We roll out from Leith via Ainslie Park, the temporary home of Edinburgh FC, and then across the bridge. I assumed we were going across the dramatic, majestic Forth bridge, but as you'll hear, Simon stopped correcting me after a while and let me continue in my own little world. Anyway, there's a handy online guide to the three bridges. The Queen's Free Crossing is a motorway. The most striking of the three, the red 4th bridge, is actually a rail bridge. And the middle one, the 4th Road Bridge, has cycle lanes and is perfect for bikes and pedestrians to get across. Once over the other side, we head parallel to the coast up to Kirkcody, home of Wraith Rovers Football Club. And Wraith's most famous supporter is the former British Prime Minister, Gordon Brown. Then we'll turn inland to Cowden Beath and Kelty Hearts, who at the time of recording were the newest club in the Scottish Football League, before finishing at Dunfermline Athletic's East End Park. It's only 80 kilometers today, but with almost 1,200 meters of climbing on particularly rolling roads, it promises to be a toughie, for Simon at least. Even you can tell that the sun is out, Simon. We've been rewarded, haven't we? This is, oh, so lovely and so welcome. It is, sunshine on Leith. Literally sunshine on Leith. And uh, what's on the agenda today? Well, first stop, Ainsley Park, the temporary home of Edinburgh City who will be moving, I think, back to a new stadium at some point. Uh, but they share with Spartans at the moment on the sort of western edge of Edinburgh. And then over the fourth bridge, I'm looking forward to that. There's a cycle uh, lane over the fourth bridge. I don't think we're
1: going over... Th- you mean the big the big, pretty red one?
0: I think we go over the big pretty red one and the car traffic goes over the more modern Queensfree. Bridge.
1: No, I think we're going over the more modern one, personally.
0: I, well, our route is mapped to go over the fourth bridge, where the cycle track is. You've got some local knowledge as well, and
1: yeah, there, there should be a friend of mine meeting us on this side, Queens Ferry. Is that right? This side,
0: South queen's Queensferry, I think, South, isn't it? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, um. Yeah, and he's going to ride with us for
0: a little bit. O- over the fourth bridge. <laughs> well. You, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, whoever's wrong has to swim across.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> that's chilling.
0: No, that's not going to happen, is it? I'm, no, I'm pretty sure uh, that the route director would know which bridge we're going over you'd like to think so wouldn't you Mm. well we'll find out in, in and probably about half an hour so once we're over the bridge however we get across we will be going up to kirkody home of wraith rovers and then that's the bulk of today's ride ticked off and and just looking at the map i've got high hopes for the beauty of the coastal route that we're taking and then it's cutting inland to the home of the blue brazil (laughs) caldenbeath And then up to Kelty Hearts, the newest members of the Scottish Football League who were promoted last year and are going really well in League 2. It looks like back-to-back promotions for them, Kelty Hearts. And then down to Dunfermline Athletic, East End Park, and we will be ending Stage 8 there and uh, bus transfer back to Edinburgh um, for an overnight stop before the final stage tomorrow. And, And I have to say... Now that there are only two days left, I feel like I can say on tape that my legs feel you keep pretty doing good. That thing. Yeah, my legs, old, my legs, my legs feel good. Old-fashioned policeman. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello, hello, hello.
0: hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, I didn't want to say it yesterday, but I, I couldn't feel my legs. I, they actually, I just feel pretty good on the bike. It's uh, been a, probably ten years since I have felt these, these sensations in the legs, Simon.
1: Well, let's see how we go with a little bit of extra sand
0: to carry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'm leaving the sandbag there. We ought to return it to the construction site opposite, really. We're definitely going over the fourth bridge. That's oh, the near that. one, isn't it? Yeah. The red line on the hammerhead dashboard. I think it just feels closer than it obviously is. I mean, it's huge, isn't it? It's an impressive structure.
1: It's amazing, isn't
0: it? It's.
1: I can't see anyone um, permanently
0: painting it, though, that's what they say, isn't it? It is, that I was going to ask, yeah, if you knew the phrase, painting the fourth bridge, and that originates from the fact that basically the work teams that paint the fourth bridge, by the time they get to the end, it's time to start all over again, <laughs> so it's a never-ending job. But the,
1: they're not there at the moment.
0: They're it's not. It's
1: Friday, isn't it?
0: Bit like covering the Grand Tours. You get to the end of the Giro and the tour's about to start. You get to the end of the tour and the welter's about to start. Um, just as satisfying, I'd say.
1: Look at that, the snowy peaks in the distance. Look at that.
0: Wow. Snowy peaks, little train trundling across the Forth Bridge.
1: That's a nice sound as well, isn't
0: it? It is, isn't it, yeah. I think this might be your friend. Friend. <laughs> Could well be. But no, we go along there a bit and then somehow inland and to pick up the cycle path. I can see there's a little climb, which obviously will be the road up onto the cycle path that goes across the fourth bridge. And then we'll be on the other side and round the coast to Kerkoddy, home of Wraith Rovers, Starks Park.
3: The Tour de is sponsored by Super Sapiens. You can use Super SuperSapien's data to find out the foods that work best for you, when to fuel for optimum performance and how to keep the dreaded bonk at bay. Real-time glucose data at your fingertips means no more guesswork on fueling.
0: Well, the verdict is Simon, Corrections Corner, neither of us were, were right. I said we were cycling across the fourth bridge, which is what it looked like on looked the map. Like on the map? Yeah. The road bridge is the Queensfree crossing which is the the far one and what you can't really tell until you get a bit closer and we needed your friend Guy and his local knowledge to explain that there's a middle bridge which has got the cycle path on it and from this distance it looks like it's the same bridge as the far bridge. There's no middle bridge there on,
1: I'm afraid.
0: So well, we're, well let's hope there is otherwise we're swimming. <laughs> well. but, who won the bet, anyway? So neither of us won oh. the bet. So technically, we should both be swimming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, so the trains go across the the fourth bridge, which has got a sort of old fairground roller coaster vibe to it the 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 red metal structure and guy, a friend of Simon's from back down in Hertfordshire, or yeah. you you met each other in Hertfordshire yeah. was just saying that when his daughter was young she thought the trains went down and up and down and up and over the the arches a bit like a roller coaster but no the trains the best obviously in the, world. the best it's the best bridge in the world that is you know i mean the golden gate bridge might have something to say about that but it's
4: just a suspension bridge They'll, that was built i think in about 1895 I could be wrong, and uh, quite a lot of people died in its construction. It was a massive engineering effort, as you can imagine back in those days um, the, there's a very good cafe down there that's uh it 's called the the rail rail bridge uh, restaurant, and it 's got a lot of the historical facts and figures about it it's a remarkable structure when you think about the time that it was built and the equipment that they had. And yeah, as I said, a lot of people died in its construction.
0: And there is a bit of a football ground vibe to it, isn't there, Simon? And obviously built in the the same era that the that, that uh, well, I mean, maybe the football ground boom was a little bit later on. Archibald sort
1: of, liked a bridge, didn't he?
0: I think he did. Yeah, that's right. Archibald Leach was an engineer. One over the Tamar, I believe, isn't there? You could you could well be right. Yeah. An
1: interesting point about the design of this as well.
4: I, you're not going to go on it on your route, but further up, further north, when you cross the River Tay, there was a rail bridge that was built there, and there was a disaster on it one time during a storm. A train was going across during a storm, and the bridge collapsed. The train went into the into the sea, similar estuary like this, and loads of people died, and it had put a lot of fear into the public for using trains crossing rivers so part of the part of this mentality of this bridge was to make it al- almost look
0: indestructible to put the confidence back into the public to cross over the sea in a bridge and also the rail is almost enclosed isn't it i suppose that gives a sense of security it is that right i mean which, which bit does it go on no it goes on the top there doesn't it On the top line, yeah.
4: Following straight across through the middle there. Yeah. uh... The
0: huge brick legs that that stand in the water, I mean, they look sturdy enough to be reassuring, don't they? But there's something about these huge structures, and, and I find it as well when you pass anything like a, I don't know, a power plant, or where we are, Buntsfield, the fuel depot, there's something quite, I find almost almost frightening in the sort of intimidating nature of the structure and as you say Guy you know the the risks that would have been taken by people actually building it putting it together bit by bit quite mind-boggling really there's a line of symmetry to catch
2: the watcher's eye Waves upon the water, echo waves across the sky Engineering waves were made, ripples carry on A sturdy string of diamonds, strong and shining diamonds Proudly standing, no more a fairy landing between the darkness and the dawn. The fourth, for all its beauty, is deep and dark and wide. For centuries, the traveler stood sadly by the tide. Ben Baker was the engineer to span the fourth at last. Arrows were the builders, whose finished bridge bewilders and enthralls us. Its humpback beauty calls us, a bridge back to the
0: past. So this is as far as you're coming with us, Guy?
4: Indeed. I'll let you uh, carry on in peace from here. It's a nice, easy route out to Aberdour. Uh, along the avenue the only the only blight on the landscape here is moss the not moss Moran brayfoot bay the oil terminal over there but uh, yeah it's a really nice little avenue along here childhood memories all of these routes that you're going to be on today in fife uh cycled all over them as a, as a kid some lovely some lovely routes around here well, i keep saying to simon Need to try and get up here sometime, and uh, well, obviously you're doing it now, but on a different occasion, and do some of the uh, Fife and Kinross, kingdom of Fife routes. It's fantastic.
0: When we're not so tied to having to get to football stadia, I guess, where our route is slightly dictated to us by, by that. But we've come through another place of significant British sporting importance in Dalgety Bay here.
4: Yep, indeed. Uh, Stephen Hendry, uh, the world's most successful snooker player. I think he still maintains the uh, the lead. I think it's seven world titles. Don't think uh, anybody's beaten that yet. But uh, yeah, he was uh, one of my best mates at school. Um, got a. I've just been explaining. He's got a snooker table, when he was about six. Not sort of six. Be about eleven years old. Uh, he used to play in his garage. And uh, his dad had a fruit and veg store in Dunfermline. And after school, he used to have to go up there and often hang around in his dad's shop and pretty much get on his dad's nerves, I think. So his dad got him a membership of the Classic Snooker Centre. And, um, yeah, he undoubtedly had a natural talent. I mean, he used to play all the time and practice all the time, but definitely had a natural talent. And we used to play pool a lot at lunchtime. We'd we'd disappear from school and go up to the... uh, Local fish and chip shop, and they had a pool table in there, and we'd uh, we'd play pool. And uh, I'd get a fair running with the uh, playing at pool. But then uh, he used to start saying to me, "You know, do you want to come up to Dunfermline after school? My dad's got me a membership of the club, and uh, you know we can play can play snooker with with me up there." And I used to go off after school. We'd get the bus up, and God, you know, I'd be uh, I'd get a few shots, and that would be it the rest of the time I'd just be watching him smashing the balls in uh, you know we were like 11, 12 years old, 13 something like that probably at that point and when you're that size playing on a full size table it's just ridiculous but yeah he was a phenomenal talent but yeah the st- story I was telling you before uh, is one I always roll out, we used to be a couple of clowns, quite regularly in in, in certain classes, and we had uh, we had an English teacher, Miss Tuch, that uh, we weren't very popular with. And um, uh, by this point at school, I think it would probably be about fourth year. Um, Stephen's parents had got him special dispensation so he didn't have to do homework assignments at the weekends because he basically wasn't getting enough competition in scotland and he was his parents were taking him to england for for tournaments so of course inevitably because he was progressing so well into the tournament he wouldn't be getting home until to scotland until sunday evenings or something like that so the school gave gave uh, gave that approval uh and the English teacher, she was furious about it. And I remember one time we, we were in class and we were mucking around with a bouncy ball. And uh, we, used to, we were sitting together on this table. And she called us up to the front of the class and we were standing there. And she just finished giving me a bollocking. And then she turns to Stephen and she goes, And you, and you young man, if you think you're going to make a career out of this ridiculous pub game, you're very much mistaken. And then it was quite literally about two weeks later, he was... He was on live TV on BBC Two, if you remember, a programme called Junior Pot Black, and uh, he he won it, and uh, I can't remember what the prize money was, but it, it was it was it was substantial, um, and he won a, a Mercedes convertible. He wasn't even old enough to take driving lessons, but you can imagine the. Uh, the english teacher's face the next time he rolled into class without his homework assignment after the uh lecture she'd just given him about the ridiculous pub game career career move that he was uh, planning and then he went on to be uh, a yeah, multiple world champion so yeah, there you go
0: yeah, stick, stay, to what you like. st- stick to what you like, and and but but also do do your homework. Unless you get a special dispensation, <laughs> that's for any any children out there listening. Um, well, it's been a pleasure, Guy. You've kind of uh, steered us off the muddier, gravelly uh, parts of the yeah. actual cycle route, so we've cut through the housing estates there and saw Stephen Hendry's old family home. I think just a yeah. glimpse of it off one of the roads. So we're we're heading that direction, and Karkodi, and.
4: Makes a change from, uh, makes a change from Tring and Berkhamsted, doesn't it, Simon? And Cuckoldy
1: is the home of
0: linoleum. <coughs> wow, right, flooring! Yeah. This stage brought to you by Quickstep Floors. It's <laughs> not really lino, that though, is it? That's more sort of interlocking wooden floors. But they, they do have the Alpha Vinyl now, don't they? Flooring.
4: Right, no, I don't mention that in Cuckoldy. You might get <laughs> might get a might get a doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And with that break of 71, Stephen Hendry brings a great championship to an end. He has beaten Jimmy White by 18 frames to 12 to become the youngest ever champion. And
4: England, your appreciation both players,
3: Jimmy White and Stephen Hendry.
0: Well, guys' tales of childhood snooker matches with Stephen Hendry reminds me of our high stakes snooker tournaments when we were about 11 do you remember i do
1: remember i remember (laughs) was i the one did we both wear one glove each i know i wore one glove to aid 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 the slide of the cue on your hand because it could i think the quality of our cues was such that it didn't kind of Slide along your thumb and finger. Terribly.
0: There was a bit of friction, was there? Yeah. I don't remember that. I do remember, obviously, when the World Snooker Championships from the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield was on, around this time of year, sort of uh, mid to late April. Seventeen days of magic on the green Bays, as they always used to s- describe it. We got really into it, didn't we, the snooker? Watching all the matches. Uh, who can forget the eight ball? The eight ball. The black ball final. Between Dennis Taylor and Steve Davis in 1985, that you remember that vividly. Yeah, well I, you were allowed to stay up to watch it, and I wasn't.
1: Oh, I, no! I remember coming back down for some reason, and my parents basically said, "You, you, you've got to have a look at this. This is um, extraordinary. What's happening here?" And yeah, we
0: we would have been about nine, ten at that age at that time, wouldn't we? And it finished at well past midnight. I got up in the morning and put on breakfast television and saw, you know, the greatest snooker match of all time had been played and I'd, I'd missed it.
1: You left the score presumably with uh, Davis well ahead.
0: I guess so, yeah. The I thought he was done. About sort of My, bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> My bedtime was about six. 6.30. Yeah, um, Davis was well ahead, looked like he had an unassailable lead. And as a result of this, you had a little snooker table that would go on a sort of dining table. It was small, wasn't it, with little balls.
1: That's correct. Yeah, it and w- it wasn't standalone. It was yeah, it was manufactured so it would go on the dining room table, and yeah, you could sort of shuffle round and then, you, but you could uh, angle it so the opera, you, the opponent would have to take his shot, so his cue would hit the wall
0: <laughs> of your dining room. And we, well, we arranged a, a tournament. Of two players me versus you so basically we all we got straight through to the final we made a little program didn't we from a, some a4 paper drew I'm sure you made a little i probably made a little program yeah wrote the wrote the biographies of the pair of us and your dad sourced a couple of bow ties that we <laughs> wore so we were matching the snooker etiquette dressing up smartly for the final and what I can't remember, what was it? Best of three or something. And and both of our sets of parents were forced to come and Whoa, watch. I think we charged them. We? <laughs> we might have charged them some money to come and watch <laughs> us in this final one Sunday <laughs> afternoon.
1: And when you're not taking a shot, do you remember sitting on your chair and, and, and you sort of mimic what the snooker players do? They sit like like that with a cue, cue right. in between your legs. And probably back in those days, professionals would have (laughs) whiskey on the go or something. (laughs) I don't think we were allowed.
0: No, we just had little glasses (laughs) of water. And I do also remember your dad doing the kind of comedy cough that you always get in the audience at the snooker. You're watching the snooker just sort of hush over the arena as the players are concentrating on their shots. And you just hear in the background. (laughs) Quiet, please. (laughs) 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 Quiet while the players are taking their shots, please, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, your dad doing those comedy coughs, and I think my memory of this is that you won i'm not sure it was even close um, and I suspect that was probably the first and last ever Shendish edge snooker championship we, we put on a, we put on a couple of concerts as well oh, but that's, oh well that's that's day. for that 's for another podcast entirely i mean uh, i mean yeah, I, I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh fond memories of ch- 80s childhoods you, you made your own fun in those days didn't you hey you made your own fun right. we've not even talked about the week-long stage race i organized for you <laughs> we're on it aren't we <laughs> <laughs> your head was telling you, you we're going the wrong bleeping way I know, you haven't got the hammerhead, have you? I'm like, sorry. I feel uh, like it's that way. It is that way. Yeah. It's downhill all the way to Kerkoddy now. That was nasty, wasn't it? Two little back-to-back climbs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was only just getting the pedals turning, to be honest.
0: Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nearly there. Nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> nearly at lunchtime. There, there. Nearly oh. there. Um, well, I know what it feels like. I remember, do you remember, I sort of remember when,
1: sorry, stop saying remember.
0: <laughs> do, do you, you know? remember
1: when I didn't realise why you got annoyed with me when you had those extra bags of sugars and we were riding up hills and I'd come, I didn't know, I wasn't doing it deliberately, but I'd ride alongside and then sort of free wheel a bit and, mm. and it, <laughs> it the noise of it really got to you like stop stop coming alongside me and (laughs) going (laughs) 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 and yeah
0: well remembered
1: i'm i'm in that boat now really watching you cruise off into the distance making it sort of really making it look easy really
0: wouldn't necessarily say it's easy though I found those two climbs quite tough the one out of the town there what was it called, Kinghorn? I think, certainly came past a golf course and up through the town and then across the road and then up another little country road just But have been looking at my stem have you? Oh. well look, we are really very close to Kokodi and lunch and then we can, we can see the end of today because we've got three grounds in quick succession and it's just just we'll just get between the grounds as as best we can
1: i'm still enjoying it don't get me wrong still
0: here comes the rac simon have you called them out (laughs) (laughs) the fourth emergency service i think is that what they call themselves i don't know complete peace of mind is their slogan
1: can you fix my legs
0: (laughs) (laughs) we've got some spare legs in the back of the van don't you worry have you noticed though? Is it am I imagining it? Or is there a distinct whiskey aroma in the air? A sweetness. I don't I can't work it out. I think I must be imagining it.
1: There's a freshly ploughed field there.
0: No, I've me, I've noticed it quite a no, bit really? since we've since we left your friend Guy, actually, and we got well we went along the east Uh, no the Fife coastal path a little bit too off-road for us that wasn't it we managed to get ourselves back onto the road and now we've wiggled inland ever so slightly we can see the sea there's a Scottish flag flying on the house there very nice
1: Uh, I don't like the way it's
0: flying it 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 it's it's suggesting we might have a headwind (laughs) into Cork Coddy up the coast, but then we're cutting inland, so we'll be. Don't worry, we'll be going. We won't be into that headwind, I don't think. Where are we, Simon? We've arrived at Cowdenbeath. I've been looking forward to this one. I know, I have too. I feel oh, a great deal of sympathy for Cowdenbeath. They're well, well adrift at the bottom of the bottom division of Scottish football and will have to scrap for their lives to stay in the league in an end of season playoff against uh, whoever wins the playoff between the Highland League and the Lowland League so their survival as a league club hangs by a thread I was already I had a great deal of affection for Caldenbeath because of the nickname the Blue Brazil and the fact that the football ground is so close to the centre of town It's, it's a a st- really, is a stone throw from the high street. I did get a whiff of something herbal coming in. Mm. Did you? I yeah. Did, yeah. That yeah. was definitely there was no nothing playing tricks in my nostrils there. Right, I
1: enjoyed it. <laughs> Numb, numbed the pain a bit. <laughs> oh,
0: um, there will be dope testing at the end of each stage. Uh, <laughs> riders will be selected randomly to provide a sample. Um, my blood is full of iron brew and. <laughs> And Haribo, oh, but this is this is almost not fit for purpose, is it? As a foot, fu- I mean, it's a. Where do you stand? The terracing over there, I suppose, on the. Uh, there's, m- there's more grass banking than terracing, and if you, yeah, you can hear a motor in the background. Running around the pitch is a little motor racing track. And there's somebody in a cart doing some practice, practice laps, Lewis Hamilton Academical. (laughs) He's going well isn't he?
1: That's good.
0: (laughs) He is going well isn't he? Fantastic. Hello. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Brilliant. (laughs) What's happening here today then? Where have you been today? What are we doing? Where you been on well, your bike? Been, well, we're we're cycling to every Scottish football league ground. Right. So we've come from Wraith Rovers, and after this we'll go to Kelty Hearts, and then Dunfermline, and then we're done for today. And then tomorrow we're going up to Alloa. Oh.
1: All
0: right. Mad, yeah. You
1: got to the sheep up there. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: Where wasn't he keen on?
0: don't think he was a big fan of Aloha.
1: No.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I say, grass banking more so than terrace. A modern stand here and then a, a slightly older stand with wooden benches there. But there's just something wonderful about these places that draw he's not happy, the driver's not happy, he's got some problem with his, is his earpiece radio not working, don't know,
1: he's in the pits though
0: isn't he, he is in the pits yeah, a little bit of Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon motor, motor racing practice at Cowdenbeath, I'd love to watch a game here,
1: means business this time, I think,
0: wouldn't he? A few d- drops of rain here, Simon. Is that
1: what it is? Mm.
0: Is it? What? Glorious sunshine. Where's Sam going? He's, he's got, on, got himself all the way on the terrace on the other side.
1: Well, I've got to do the same, but I don't understand.
0: Are you going to go over there then? I might go for a little wander Yeah, go yeah, round. Go round. Right. Yeah, of course. I'm going to sit in the stand for five minutes. In a very short time, I'd developed a real soft spot for Cowdenbeath. I think we both had. Perhaps it was my natural tendency to root for the underdog, because at the time of recording, the team were well adrift at the bottom of the lowest division of the Scottish Football League. And at the end of the season, they were to lose their league status after 117 years beaten by Bonnyrigg Rose Athletic in a promotion relegation playoff. A spell in the regionalised Lowland League awaits the Blue Brazil. Perhaps it's that nickname that adds to the charm. I wondered if there was some quirky historic story behind it, but it seems just to be an ironic reference to the club's lack of success, because for decades it's not been like watching Brazil at Central Park at all. The town itself also feels like time has passed it by. Once the centre of Scotland's mining industry, the team used to be known as the miners, long before they became the Blue Brazil. By 1911, the Fife Coal Company had nine collieries around Cowdenbeath. They employed 14,000 people and produced 4.5 million tonnes of coal a year. With the town thriving, it meant the football club attracted good crowds, but over the years that support has dwindled away to one of the smallest in the league and over the decades the mines closed too, and by the 1990s the industry was all but gone. The legacy for Cowdenbeath is a serious subsidence problem, which means the high street is sinking, and the local authorities have to do a lot of work to stabilise the old mines. It's not a new problem. Back in 1957, the MP Sir John George said in Parliament, I think of Cowdenbeath. A sober man walking in the streets might be allowed to doubt his sobriety. Subsidence has caused the houses to lean over much worse than the Tower of Pisa. The streets have undulations in them like the waves of the sea. Those houses were the happy homes of simple people and have been damaged by subsidence. The great ambition in Fife and elsewhere is for the old miner to own his house. He wanted that bit of standing in the locality, that little stake in his own country. He got it, but very often it was ruined by subsidence.
2: The chute à l'arrière du peloton, cycling podcast team car at
0: the back of the pack, please. That's Seb PK, the voice of Radio Tour, to remind me to tell you that the whole Tour de Cost series is sponsored by the Hammerhead Carew 2 Cycle Computer. Now, I may not have known which of the three bridges would get us from Edinburgh across the water and into Fife, but the Hammerhead Carew 2 was an absolutely no doubt, and it's a good job too. We simply followed the yellow line up and over the bridge to the other side. I felt that the Karoo 2 really came into its own on Stage 8 because there was a lot of quite deceptive climbing, no real outstanding hills but it was up and down all day and I had all of the data at my fingertips with the climber feature telling me how far there was to go to the top of the rise, how steep it was going to get and what sort of distance there was to the next climb and this was all information that I had that Simon didn't have the benefit of and so in comparison he was riding a little bit in the dark whereas I knew exactly what was ahead of us and well i don't want to do simon down here because he clearly was struggling in my slipstream a bit but i think the Karoo 2 gave me a little bit of an edge if you would like to get a Karoo 2 you can buy one with a free heart rate monitor included at hammerhead.io use the promo code cycle at checkout add both the items to your cart that's a heart rate monitor and the Karoo 2 and then use the promo code cycle at hammerhead.io
3: science in sport not just the fuel of athletes, but the fuel of champions. From Filippo Ganna to Ethan Hayter, and now Lionel Burney and Simon Gill. The 2022 Tour de Cos champions, the League champions by default. Their ride is fueled by Science in Sport. Their bottles filled to the brim with beta fuel. Their cafe breaks boosted by energy bakes. Get 25% off at scienceinsport.com with the code SISCP25.
1: Still was fought nicely. Oh, Cammie Russell, we had a chance there. It's too many bodies between Cammy and the goal.
4: And that is full time. So, after the first leg of the SPFL League 2 playoff final, it's Kelty Hearts 2, Brecon City 1.
0: What you reckon do our picture outside the gates? The
1: gates are
0: nice, aren't they? They are nice, yeah. From Central Park Cowdenbeath to New Central Park, the home of Kelty Hearts, the newest club in the Scottish League. Promoted last season. Oh, I feel grand, isn't it? Lovely. I'm gonna to have to explain ourselves. You it? that's fine, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Who have you got tomorrow? Here or there? Yeah. Here. Oh, so how many it? how many points needed for the promotion?
4: We've already got them. You up already? Yeah. Oh fantastic. we were up two weeks ago, maybe oh, three there you weeks go. ago. And then got beats. The right. we won so that gave us the league, eh? But we're not getting the trophy presented to a week in the morning, eh? Right. It, I think it's a week aye, a week in the morning they're playing four for up here.
0: So one season in the league and straight up yeah. to the next level. Wow. Amazing.
3: Yeah, that's good, eh? That's
0: What's that down to? Just i mean you've got the the 4g pitch and yeah, we, we brings in a bit of money
4: we've had that for a few years now all right that's why i'll look after it eh? there's one at we did there i mean they've got the same but there's a the cheaper one
0: right <laughs> oh fantastic
4: We're supposed to be getting a stand close season a uh, stand right along here yeah With seats and some seats in it eh? But it's a community, I know it hey, is, a hell of
0: a bit is
3: it. Right.
0: the yeah. community, they play one at a Yeah. There's a game on at the night. Okay. But it's just a friendly like head the twenties. Yeah. Right. Drag my ginger carcass to Dunfermline. You can do it, Simon. Tailwind, for one thing. You're not lying. I'm not lying. It can't be a headwind. It's just been an absolutely howling headwind can't. up here to Kelty. We've got to retrace our route back down to the main road bit there, and then into Dunfermline. We don't even have to go all the way into Dunfermline. The grounds on the outskirts of town, and then the mothership will be there, won't it? The mothership will be there. Sam will be there. He'll give you a uh, give you a, a cuddle, I expect, if you need one. He's shaking his head. <laughs> It's a bit stinky. We've pushed our luck a bit today, haven't we? Sam. I think perhaps we'll tomorrow tomorrow's the last day. The Tour de Coste series was recorded by me, Lionel Burney and Simon Gill. The producer was Tom Wally. Thank you as ever to Sam Slatter for his support as our broom wagon driver. Join us next time as we head to Alloa.
2: Scottish League Premier Division, Aberdeen 2, Kilmarnock. Nil, Celtic five, Morton one. Dundee United against Motherwell. Evening kickoff at seven thirty. Ivorian nil, Rangers nil, St Mirren nil, Dundee nil. The cycling podcast was created in 2013 by Richard Moore, Daniel Freib, and Lionel Burney.